This edition of Chemline is sponsored by Situation Hub. When your situation becomes a crisis, Situation Hub is the only software in the world that can write a perfect news release in under three minutes. Situation Hub helps NACD members perfect their responsible distribution communications with the media, your employees, and your community. Protect your revenue, reputation, and brand with Situation Hub. Learn more and get special NACD pricing at situationhub.com. Welcome to Chemline, inside the chemical distribution industry. I'm your host, Eric Beyer. Each episode, we will take on topics that you need to know as they relate to the chemical distribution industry and how they could affect your business and even your everyday life. Chemicals play an important role in modern civilization. Tune in to dig into the hindrances and helpers ensuring chemicals are distributed safely and efficiently wherever they might be needed. Let's get to today's story. Welcome to Chemline. I'm Eric Beyer, President of the National Association of Chemical Distributors, also known as NACD. Before we get started, here's a little 101 about the chemical distribution industry as a whole, which you may not even know exists. Our entire lives are dependent on chemicals. From soap to fertilizer to clean drinking water, chemicals are essential to our everyday livelihood. The chemical sector has five distinct components, agricultural chemicals, basic chemicals, specialty chemicals, consumer products, and pharmaceuticals. Each component supports a specific and integral part of America's chemical needs. Together, the U.S. chemical sector converts raw materials into more than 70,000 diverse products essential to life and distributes those products to more than 750,000 end users throughout the nation. But these chemicals can't transport themselves into our lives alone. That's where the chemical distribution industry comes into play. Distributing those chemicals is a major economic contributor. NACD's over 400 member and affiliate companies represent more than 85% of the chemical distribution capacity in the nation and 90% of the industry's gross revenue. The chemical distribution industry that NACD represents employs over 80,000 people and generates nearly $7.5 billion in tax revenue for local communities across the country, all while delivering valuable products to every industry sector. In 1971, NACD was established to enhance the stewardship and professionalism of the industry and give member companies a vehicle to voice their concerns for the industry. As of 1991, our member companies go through NACD Responsible Distribution, a mandatory third-party verified environmental, health, safety, and security program that allows members to demonstrate their commitment to continuous performance improvement in every phase of chemical storage, handling, transportation, and disposal. Without this vital training, chemicals could end up in the wrong hands. Think about it. Chemicals in the hands of bad actors. What could go wrong? So what's at stake if a bad actor successfully obtains chemicals? Here's Jerry Capanera, the general manager of Cyber Risk Product at Threat Connect. The chemical industry is responsible for almost 25% of our GDP in the U.S., right? Almost 25% of our GDP. Floor, stunning number. And the reality is that's because all of, you know, something like 96% of goods manufactured or used chemical sector products. If you think about just those two numbers, a quarter of our GDP and almost 95 plus percent of all products manufactured in the U.S. 
use something from the chemical industry, you can see a big problem right there from, from that perspective. Everything from soap to plastics for medicines to paint is all, you know, all comes from the chemical industry. It's really stunning how critical it is, but we don't hear about it. But if a threat actor were to get in there, not only could they disrupt our daily life, they could disrupt a lot of healthcare as well, too. If you think about it, plastics are used in medicine and syringes and all those kinds of items we use on a daily basis. We had a vaccine and it was incredibly helpful to get, you know, save lots of lives, make sure that people can get back to work, take care of their families. The vaccine wouldn't be here without the chemical industry. The financial disruption that they can deal with, but there's also a loss of life as well, too. It is one of those things where if it were to go away, we would notice it in a very, very negative way. So how real is this threat? Kelly Murray, Chemical Security Associate Director at CISA, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency, that is leading the national effort to understand, manage, and reduce risk to our cyber and physical infrastructure, is here to tell us more. Unfortunately, the threat of chemical terrorism is as real and as relevant as it has ever been. According to a 2022 annual threat assessment of the U.S. intelligence community issued by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, terrorists remain interested in using chemical and biological agents in attacks against U.S. interests and possibly the U.S. homeland. Based on the modeling and the research that we do here at CISA, we know that attacks on our chemical facilities and using certain chemicals that are stored at these facilities in an off-site attack can cause national level consequences. And, and these are on the realm of things like a 9-11. We have seen that type of devastation in accidents recently in the explosion uh, at the port of Beirut, for example. But we can certainly see and understand those implications here on the homeland uh, via a terrorist attack. And while we of course see other attacks uh, via guns or, or knives or other things more frequently than chemical attacks, the equation and the seriousness of the situation has to take into account what the chemical can do and, and how grave that incident really could be. What I think really is important for all of us to remember is that chemicals are vital to our economy. They are involved in every business and, and drive American industry. And so the solution is, is never to get rid of the chemicals because they, they could be misused, but rather it's important to take the right steps to protect those chemicals and understand the risks in order to address them and, and keep our economy strong. Couldn't agree more. So how can we keep them around knowing that they could render catastrophic events at any given time? Kelly says that the purpose of CISA is to manage threats by categorizing the chemicals in three different areas of concern. Here she is to further explain. First, the idea of a release, whether it be explosive or toxic at a facility, again, an attack directly on that facility property to cause an explosion, flammable cloud, or a, a toxic release to impact both the personnel at that facility as well as in and around that surrounding area. The second category is those chemicals that could be stolen or diverted in transit that could be, again, either weaponized or used in its current form at a mass gathering at another location to cause a, a toxic cloud or an explosion again at a different area. That could be something like a subway station, uh, again, a mass gathering, something like that. The third category of chemicals that, that we're primarily concerned about in the threat there 
is sabotage. And these are, are really water reactive chemicals that if in transit they had been tampered with, they could cause, again, a toxic release along that transportation. So those are kind of the examples of the types of chemicals that we're concerned with most. So let's get to the heart of this. How does this impact everyday folks in the public? Here's one example. Take the chemical chlorine, one of the most commonly manufactured chemicals in the U.S. Chlorine is used in the U.S. most notably to kill the bacteria that lives in our water supply. Not only does it ensure clean drinking water, it is used in your swimming pools, your pesticides, and your sanitation products. When liquid chlorine is released in its gas form, it is very dangerous to the respiratory tract. It can cause bronchitis, pulmonary edema, burning sensations in the eyes, nose, and throat, blurred vision, chest tightness. In fact, it was weaponized for this purpose in World War I. Still today, chlorine has the potential to be a deadly agent in the wrong hands. Ever hear of the chemical hydrogen peroxide? This versatile chemical has a wide variety of commercial uses, including in glass, cosmetic, and medicine production. However, it is also an acid that can be explosive if mishandled. For instance, hydrogen peroxide was used as an explosive in recent terrorist attacks, such as the Manchester Arena bombing, the Easter Sunday bombing in Sri Lanka, and the 2016 suicide bombing in Brussels. Ammonia nitrate is another compound that falls in the risk category of theft and release as it readily performs explosive mixtures when combined with TNT, aluminum powder, or other types of fuel. This is not a chemical you want to go missing. One of the, the most common examples really is the, the Oklahoma City bombing, where Timothy McVeigh was able to purchase nitromethane on false pretenses from someone who did not have a Know Your Customer program or protocols in place. As the chemical distribution industry continues to modernize and digitize, the risk of chemicals falling into the wrong hands is heightened. It wasn't something the chemical industry had to deal with 20 years ago. Here's Randy Hampton, executive vice president and partner of Axon Underwriting with over 24 years of experience as an insurance broker. So I get asked regularly, what can we do to help protect our company and how do we go about it? I jokingly say, if you fire all your employees and unplug your computers from the internet, it will solve the problem. And unfortunately, because we are becoming more reliant upon technology in order to operate our day-to-day -day business, it allows people who don't have you know, nefarious, I guess you can say, people to come in and, and seize our, our, our systems and not allow us to operate on a day-to-day -day basis. So as we become more technically reliant, and, and whether again, that's because you're doing B2B business, whether that's because you're trying to operate your day-to-day -day company as a result of it, it exposes us to a lot of things. And, it, and it's not just ourselves. So while you may believe that you've controlled all the risks that you can and you've managed those and you've mitigated those, it's looking at beyond that of the people that you're doing business with and how they affect. A lot of the losses that we have seen over the last few years haven't been from an individual company, but it's been somebody that they've been working with. If you look at you know several years ago, the Target claim that happened where they had their breach, that was actually through an HVAC system company. And so they were able to access Target's computer system by going through their one of their vendors. It's become to the point where you have to evaluate your own exposures, what you're doing yourself, as well as everybody else that you're working with and trying to mitigate all of that. So it's a lot more difficult than it was. So what happens when there is a wide scale attack on the industry and how could digitalization increase the threat? 
Tune in to the next edition of ChemLine to learn more. Thank you for tuning in to ChemLine. If you like what you heard, please like, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on social media at, at the National Association of Chemical Distributors on LinkedIn and at NACD underscore RD on Twitter. Don't hesitate to reach out to us with story ideas, questions, or concerns. We can be reached at communications at NACD.com. For now, we'll catch you on the next episode of ChemLine.